Next on BYU Sports Nation, three reasons why this is the biggest game of BYU football's independence. A two-hour edition of the show, live from the BYU store. Guests include Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer and Harvey Unga. Plus, BYU basketball's Kyle Collinsworth, the one and only Johnny Harleen. Yes, he's still open. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Correction. Now from the BYU Store. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm so pumped that we're here, that BYU's playing Texas tomorrow, that volleyball has a top ten matchup tonight in the Smithfield House against Washington, and that soccer plays at Utah today. This is a huge weekend for BYU sports. BYU will go 3-0 in those. 3-0, I'm calling it right now. Bold prediction already? 3-0, yes. I like it. Friday, September 5th, alongside the man who dry cleans Batman's cape, Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. My wife, in all reality, worked at a dry cleaning place like uh, at a high school. <laughs> she, she, uh, the Oregon Duck mascot, she dry cleaned that in Portland. What? Yeah, true story. No way. Not the beaver, This though, was just not planned, duck. by the way. Yeah. Do you dry clean Batman's no. cape? No, just Superman's for the upcoming film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We are live from the BYU store. Show number two in this location. We were here in April. It was fun. We've put together an A-list of guests for BYU Sports Nation today. It's always good to talk to a Heisman Trophy winner. The Heisman Trophy winner. So we're excited to talk to those guys. We're also talk to Sean Olmstead of the women's volleyball team as they get set for that matchup I mentioned with Washington. You're on the call. You, see, on game, the only problem with this show on a game day where you do play-by-play is you always look better than me. Well, I... You're, you again, you look way better. I just have this. Th- this is a great shirt. This is my favorite shirt. One but day you, you should show up in a, a shirt and a tie. I would, but I don't want to. <laughs> and the truth comes out. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Get involved starting with today's Twitter question. Okay, Friday before Saturday game day, we love to do bold predictions. Jared's so already made his. What's your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Tasha Lynn, 19. She's on the front row here today. Taysom doesn't turn into mashed potatoes, and BYU wins. That's bold enough for me. Yeah, BYU winning. Is that bold enough for you? It could be that, uh, like Tasha Lynn. It could be some specific stat. What's yours? My bold prediction? I'm going to save mine for countdown to kickoff tomorrow. Is that okay? You want to tease it, though? Yeah. Uh, It deals with the defense and how many points they will allow Texas to score. Okay. Use the hashtag BYU. And it's not that Land. many. It's not that many. I'll leave it at that. Uh, I know another, the answer, and I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> another tweet in from at BYU Fandom. BYU, bigger win margin than last year. They won by 19, 19 in Provo. Texas fans crying on national television. That could actually happen if that, that plays out. Music to my ears. I think they're crying right now. I think they're scurred. They're scurred of BYU. In about a 24-hour span, BYU goes from a three-and-a-half-point underdog to a two-point favorite. That's amazing. I don't know because if I've of ever seen anything like all that. All those injuries and suspension. There is this negative wave of momentum there. I think this is sort of dangerous for BYU to get overconfident. I, they need to maintain the same mentality they would have had had none of these injuries or suspensions happened to have that high will to win to win. That's what happened last year. BYU thought, you know what, we're going to have to play a great game, super focused, played a great game, and crushed them. The important part is Texas still has a number 25 in front of their name. 
They're still the 25th-ranked team in the country. This would be a really notable win. In fact, we'll argue the best win in independence. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision, how that works. We're on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, and on BYU TV. Rise and shout on this Friday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The biggest game of independence. Number one. BYU has a chance to get ranked. They can make a big-time national splash with the win in Austin against Texas. How do we quantify a national splash? By getting ranked. That's the only way. BYU used to play in a conference, and so if you weren't ranked, you're like, well, at least we won the conference championship or whatever. BYU doesn't have that in the independent conference. By the way, how many people here have an independent Sticker on their car? <laughs> None, right? Independent we conference. We don't do that. The conference doesn't matter as much, right? Although, BYU, if BYU got into the Big 12, we may consider that, right? We, we, might, we might. Would we become the fighting Big 12s? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we would love that. Like that team of North the fighting Pac-12s? Hey, without a conference, ranking becomes the ultimate measuring stick for independent BYU football. And that, my friends, brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You gotta dance in public. This one surprised me. Yeah, you can dance. One, since BYU went independent in 2011, this is year four, there have been 51 AP top 25 polls. Okay. BYU's been ranked in exactly one of those. Week three of the 2012 season, BYU beat Washington State, beat Weber State. They were ranked number 25. If BYU beats Texas, there's a good chance they're ranked on Monday or... If they're not, then they play Houston next Thursday. Houston lost to uh, Texas-San Antonio. They'll play Grambling State. They'll be 1-1. One and one. That if BYU beats Houston, then they'll be ranked. So the opportunity is there to do something that BYU hasn't really done as an independent. Wow. Hey, Stat Machine, can you, can you uh, divide 51 by 1? Yes. It's 51. <laughs> One? What is it? 28.9? I'm going for the low percentage. Yeah. BYU had one, t- one, t- one yeah. poll Two in percent 51 yeah. polls yeah. of independence. Yeah. I didn't take noticed? a math class at BYU. Why did you ask me that? You didn't take a math class here? No. How did you work that out? I did 16 credits of A in Portuguese post-mission wow. like everyone else. And then did communications. Bang! It was, it was great. Okay, this is why this is enormous. BYU has a great shot to get ranked. You mentioned if, if they're not in the top 25, you would think they are just outside. And if they lose this game, then we're talking mid to late October before you even get close to the top 25 again, which would mean you have to win every other game after that. Bronco Mendenhall said that it takes seven or eight weeks to get back into the discussion for national rankings if BYU loses early. And BYU traditionally has gone one and two. We're talking really good teams that won 10 or 11 games, started one and two. Now BYU has the opportunity in week two Injuries, suspensions, crazy confidence in a good win against a bad team, Connecticut. But BYU, can, if they beat Texas, now we're talking. The, the BYU's on the rails for a special season. We did the best non-P5 uh, top five on Monday. We have BYU ranked number one. Have you seen anything better than BYU thus far? No. Central Florida came close to winning that game. I probably would have put them number one if they had beaten Penn State and Dublin. But BYU, right now, if they beat Texas, they're the darling nationally outside the P5. So the biggest game of independence for reason number one, BYU has a really good chance to be ranked in the top 25 if they get a win. The number two reason, this is a de facto Big 12 Power 5 tryout. And whether you buy into that or not, the suits in the Big 12 and all of the Power 5 conferences 
We'll all be watching this game. Unfortunately, it's not always body of work with conference expansion. They look to, well, who's been really good recently? And they look around. And if BYU is a team that wins 10-plus games this year, gets a win at Texas, but, uh, it's not the actual headquarters of the Big 12, but it might as well be. They hold the chips, if you will, with Oklahoma. Now we're talking. Now we're talking where BYU is top of mind if conference expansion happens. We mentioned it earlier this week. The best thing for a team like BYU would be for the college football playoff to not have a team from the Big 12, and then the Big 12 react and say, we need to add some people, get a conference title game, and then play that way. Whether you believe this is actually a playing game for the Big 12 or not, it's going to be perceived as such later. Certainly. And if you deny that, then clearly you don't have a grasp on what's happening in college football. I talked to Bronco Mendenhall at length yesterday and asked him about this very topic. After he thanked me for giving him the BYU Sports Nation karma. Finally, he UConn. acknowledges the, the reality of what we do here. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> we did talk about it, but he said it's, the verdict is still out. Regardless, he, he talked about BYU getting noticed and how, indeed, this is at least to a degree a tryout game. It's great because... It really reflects inclusion, and so regardless of what the world is saying about um, Power Five, Group of Five, um, the teams that play us, I think, recognize that um, that we're capable, we're a good football program, and they better be ready to play. BYU five and one all time against Oklahoma and Texas. Isn't that awesome? And the one loss was by one point. Let me say that again: BYU five and one. Against Oklahoma and Texas. That's real, people. A one-point loss, the only setback in 2011, ironically because enough. Because BYU in was up 13 nothing, and then only had three points the rest of the way. Number three reason why this is the biggest game of independence. Well, that's easy. It's the biggest game of the season for about five reasons. We'll start with Taysom Hill. This is his showcase game as a Heisman Trophy candidate. I wish this game was on ESPN really bad. I, I really do. For some reason, it got pushed to Fox Sports 1, which is still national, and that's still fine. BYU would still be on Sports Center because it's Texas and it's BYU. But Taysom Hill can further the Dark Horse Heisman opportunity. He jumped into three top tens after his UConn yeah. performance. NFL.com, USA Today, Sports Illustrated. We've said this before. The last non-P5 Heisman Trophy winner, wasn't it Ty Detmer? Yes. Or was it Andre it Ware? It was Ty Detmer. Before that, it was Andre Ware. Andre back Ware. to back. Okay. Those are the only two it, since 1945? I'll tell you this. Taysom Hill's not going to win the Heisman. But if he's in New York at the end of the year, it would take a great performance against a team like Texas on this national stage, especially because they were so scarred from the number 259, which was seared into Bevo's ankle last year, <laughs> that this year, if he does anything remotely close yeah. to 100 yards and BYU wins, he is a legend. I think he's a legend in Austin already. Yes, I believe... Well, We'll talk to a legend, Ty Detmer, who is from Austin. He lives in Austin. Coaches high school football What people are saying now about Taysom Hill and this team. Uh, do they forget that Jamal Williams plays for BYU? Does anyone know how many yards he rushed for last year against Texas? 182. No one even talks Their about that. Their defensive coordinator knows, trust me. Yeah. Their defensive coordinator knows. And they know 550. Uh, the breaking breaking news, Jerem. I'm being told that Cosmo has now branded the, no, the number 259 into Bevo. That's excellent. I love it. <laughs> No animals were harmed during the filming of uh, this game or show. Big-time media personalities uh, will be at this game. Joe Shad of ESPN. It's a national Andy game. Andy Staples. Yeah, there, there's going to be some, some big eyes. So the media can also help Taysom Hill and BYU, if they beat Texas, turn this into what looks like 
maybe a very special season. Two things. One, if BYU wins, tremendous. I'll take, I'll take that. But two, if BYU does it with style, which is what happened last year, now you scar a fan base. Now you fire a defensive coordinator. Now you fire a head coach. And all of a sudden, now the next year, it's this big deal to that team. Texas is on their heels. This is the perfect opportunity for Brigham Young. It's game day women's volleyball against Washington top 10 matchup yeah. in the Smith Fieldhouse. You can watch that live on BYU TV. Women's soccer at Utah, the rivalry game there, 7 Eastern on the Pac-12 network. So you watch soccer, then you watch volleyball. They don't go head-to-head, which is awesome. And then Two you watch volleyball games. tomorrow afternoon, and then you watch countdown to kickoff, and then you watch BYU-Texas. Heck yeah. And Michigan State and Oregon. Weekend plan. Seven other games I DVR'd left for. Our Twitter question today, what is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Continue to send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. The Cougars now a two-point favorite. I kind of hate that, actually. So if you say BYU wins, that's bold enough for me. Is, is it now? Yes. Yes. Just win. And if you win with style, that's great. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Ty Detmer, the Heisman Trophy winner from BYU. He joins us live from Austin, Texas. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live for the second time from the BYU Store. It's great to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Got some BYU Sports Nation fans helping us out. Normally we ask our camera operators to do that, and they just won't do it, so it's quiet. (laughs) So it's nice to have people that do it. Come on, clap for us. No. Nope. You're right. I don't ask that. Hey, coming up tomorrow. BYU in Texas. We'll get you ready within one hour live pregame show on BYU TV. It's called Countdown to Kickoff. Uh, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler will be on the field at Daryl K. Royal Stadium in Austin, Texas. Uh, Spencer, Brian Logan, David Nixon, and Andy Boyce, who actually played against Texas twice twice in the 80s, uh, will be in Provo. So 6.30 Eastern time tomorrow live on BYU TV. Don't miss it. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? That is our Twitter question today. We've already said had one person uh, chime in and say they're going to beat Texas by more than they did last year. That's, that's bold. That's very, that's very bold. bold. And Jeremy, by twenty plus, are you going to go twenty plus? No, <laughs> I just, I'll figure out something within the game. Just winning is enough for me. But I, yeah, style points would be awesome. Ty Detmer will join us in just a few moments on BYU Sports Nation, and he is here with us now. The head football coach of the St. Andrews Crusaders in Austin, and 1990 Heisman Trophy winner at BYU. Ty, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You got it. Hey, Ty, I have a question. Is, is there more pressure to win as the quarterback of BYU or to win as the head coach of a Texas high school football team? <laughs> it's uh, comparable for both. I think probably <laughs> coaching, you feel it a little more than you do as a player because you have no control over what goes on it. Let's talk about the game this weekend, uh, St. Andrews versus Fort Worth Country Day. BYU and Texas also play. What do you expect in your matchup tonight against those guys? Well, we, um, we beat them last year, but they're a little better team, and we lost uh, 13 seniors on a team of 25. So uh, we're young, but, you know, I think uh, – you know, if we can go out and just play hard and continue to to improve, um, we should have a, an opportunity to to be in the game at the end, and that's kind of what you're looking for in a game like this. There are only a certain number of individuals that get to enjoy the life of being a Texas high school football coach. Ty, what is your week? What is your average week like during the football season? You know, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays are a little bit longer where you're putting the game plan together and, uh, you know, kind of making sure you got 
everything ready to go. And then, uh, you know, kind of, let's say Thursday, Friday, you're just uh, making sure that practices are going smooth. Kids are staying healthy and doing what they're supposed to in and out of school. And um, so, you know, as you go later in the week, things kind of calm down a little bit. But, you know, it's probably like every other level, early in the week, you're you're grinding and kind of putting the time in and making sure everything's ready to go for Friday. Ty, you live in Austin. What's the vibe right now as BYU and Texas prepare, prepare to play tomorrow night? Well, I know Corey Roberts lives up there in the Provo area, and, uh, you know, he's telling me all kinds of stuff going on in Provo. But down here we got, uh, we got you know, everybody's excited for, for the season, and I think uh, – Texas fans are really looking forward to this game because it's kind of a test to see where they're at, you know, and, and unfortunately the, their center's out, the quarterback's out, and now they've suspended both tackles. So, uh, you know, I don't think people are as confident as they were uh, at the beginning of the season, but at the same time, I think everybody's waiting to see, you know, kind of where this Texas team is as far as, uh, you know, toughness and stopping the run and, and getting back on track. Is that a little weird The Texas in Austin with BYU coming in is not the favorite and that there's this vibe that, you know what, this is a really, really big game with BYU? It's Texas, for goodness sake. It really is. You know, I, I think after what happened last year, uh, you know, everybody was kind of embarrassed uh, around town and it was kind of nice to be a Cougar fan uh, for a <laughs> week. But, uh, you know, everybody, you know, now I think they understand, you know, BYU is a, a good, solid team and and, uh, you know, it, it's just a different vibe. You know, Texas isn't what it used to be, uh, but there's no reason they can't get back there. And people are just kind of chomping at the bit for that to happen. So uh, I think, you know, all eyes are on uh, Austin, Texas this year to, to see, you know, how Texas responds from last year's game. BYU quarterback Ty Detmer, Heisman Trophy winner in 1990, joining BYU Sports Nation, finished his career with 59 NCAA records. Ty, you played with BYU's current offensive line coach, Garrett 2J, and uh, we, we enjoy his personality. We want to know what it was like to play with him back in college. What was Garrett like as one of your offensive linemen? Uh, he's, he's probably real similar to what you're seeing as a coach. You know, he's, <laughs> he's very energetic, and uh, you know, he's kind of gung-ho and, and probably still thinks he's one of the guys, so he's probably got to you know, figure out how to turn that switch from coach to, to buddy to mentor to all of those different hats you wear as a coach so um i know he's excited to be there and just talking to him the last couple of years uh you know he, he can't be happier being in provo and working with that group of guys and uh you know he brings a real energy to that group i think absolutely and he's mentioned the word nasty a lot he wants his guy to be guys to be nasty that's not a byu word per se but i think it's okay for offensive linemen well you guys played against a bunch of notable names whether they had a great record or not, good programs with good brands, and you guys won a lot of those games. How is your preparation different for those games where you know, okay, maybe we need a different uh, level of effort and execution to make a statement? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with, with Coach Strong coming in here, he's tried to bring that to Texas, you know, that nastiness, that uh, discipline and accountability and, and toughness, trying to get that back um, where Texas used to be, you know, uh, five, ten years ago. And so uh, I think for BYU, you're, you know, you're coming in, and, and even though it's, you know, Texas isn't where they used to be, they're still Texas. And you know you're going to get a fight, and you know they're going to battle, and it's going to be a game. And so 
you know, I think the preparation for BYU is, you know, we got to go in and we got to, like you said, be nasty and we got to get physical and we got to be disciplined and beat them for the punch. So, you know, preparation this week is, is probably all about that. Is let's be physical and let's beat them to the punch and, and uh, run our stuff and execute. Ty Demmer joining BYU Sports Nation 1990 Heisman Trophy winner. Ty, I'm looking forward to this BYU offense who looked really sharp, uh, consistent against UConn, taking on Charlie Strong's defense, who are historically very gritty, physical, tough. That's, that's the one thing that I am really looking forward to. What, what things are you going to be looking for specifically in tomorrow's game between BYU and Texas? Yeah, I think those same things. You know, you're looking for, you know, how much push you're getting on the offensive line. Uh, and we separate, you know, if we're getting some man coverage, how do, you know, how do the receivers react? Uh, you know, Taysom's decision-making maybe with a little more speed on the field this week than, uh, than last week. And so, um, you know, I think all those factors for the offense uh, will come into play. And, and typically BYU hasn't been a fast you know, starter right out of the gate. So it was great to see them execute the way they did. I know they had a couple lulls in the second half, but, uh, you know, for for a team that runs that type of offense, a lot of times it's rhythm and game, game situations. Uh, you know, I know last year started out pretty slow, trying to get used to the offense and the speed of everything. And this year um, they started out, you know, kind of in midseason form. So, you know, I, I think everybody's looking for another step uh, in the right direction this week and another another chance to uh, play against a, a good team on the road. You're the last non-Power 5 conference, or whatever we want to call it, uh, Heisman Trophy winner from a team in a non-Power 5. What would Taysom Hill have to do just to get to New York City as a finalist for the Heisman this season, in your opinion? Uh, just play the way he plays. You know, he's a guy that's going to have the ball in his hand every play, and uh you know, whether it's run or pass, he's got an opportunity to, to make a statement on, on each game that they play. And, you know, as a player, you don't think about those things and, and what do I got to do? You know, you go run the offense and that system and, and BYU, you know, the quarterback position, if you're winning games and, uh, and running the offense and executing, you're going to put up the numbers and you're going to have the, that national profile all eyes on you as a quarterback there. Ty Demmer with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're previewing BYU in Texas. He is in Austin. High school football coach at St. Andrews has a game tonight and will be at the BYU-Texas game tomorrow. Okay, Ty, I know that it's only been one game, but from the little bit of film that you saw on Taysom Hill, can you sense that he has made any sort of significant improvements in his footwork and confidence as the signal caller at BYU? Well, you can tell as the season went on last year, he got more and more comfortable. And I think some of the things that they had him do, they, they kind of tweaked. And, and uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to him this summer, and he felt really good with a few of the, the changes that they made as the season went on. And you saw him, you know, really become a, a good passer um, as the season went on last year. So now with the full off season under the belt and the chance to, to really kind of hone in on those things uh, and, and work, you know, your individual technique throughout the spring and summer, um, you know, he's right on track to be where he needs to be and, and uh, just, you know, off to a great start. But I think a lot of it goes back to, to last year and getting comfortable with the system and the timing of things and, and the things they were asking him to do. Ty, to you, is this in any way, any kind of uh, audition or play into the Big 12 in any small way tomorrow against Texas? 
No, I don't think so. I think uh, people know, you know, what BYU brings to the table. Uh, you know, you can go back to last year and, and look at it. And, uh, you know, this year is no different. It's a, it's a game that they want to go out and win and, and get by this one, and then you start having some home games. Uh, you know, they really have a chance to run the table the way the schedule's set up if, if they can get by this one. And uh, I think, you know, us as fans, I know for me this was the one – the big one that if they can get by this one, they got a chance to run the table. So they run the table. Um, you know, it's hard to keep people out of a conference if you want to get into one at that point. Let's say BYU does have a special season led by Taysom Hill, and he gets on a major Heisman Trophy campaign run. Most importantly, Ty, will you help write the rap song for the Taysom Hill Heisman campaign? <laughs> they don't want me writing a rap song. I know that. It'll be uh, a country we song? We might be able to come up with a country song down there we go. here or something like that. Oh, I did want to. I did want to clue you in. Remington Peck, one of our starting defensive linemen, is a big time hunter. So if you get a chance to talk to Remington at any time, I'm sure you two could uh, could exchange some war stories about hunting. Yeah, we'll have to do that for sure. <laughs> Will you make it up to any home games this year, Tom? I, I don't think so at this point. I, I don't have any uh, kind of circle that we're looking at. You know, with the football season going on and things, uh, we end right there at the first of November and, and uh, could possibly sneak away for one uh, sometime in November um, before the you know the bowl season starts. So at this point, I don't have plans to come up, but you know, we'll definitely be watching on TV. Ty, we always appreciate the time. We wish you the best of luck to your Crusaders tonight and your Friday night uh, light game there in, in Austin, Texas. And uh, always nice to have you on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Okay, he brings up a good point, Jerem, that the way the schedule shakes out, if they can, we talked about this earlier. If, if you can win can, that game, you can win any game. If you can beat Texas on the road, why not win every other game? Central Florida will be tough. That's on a Thursday, East Coast. Oof. Yeah. The prospect is is huge. Up next, Kyle Collinsworth, post-surgery. He's bringing his swag to the set. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast if you haven't already on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. On demand! we got some sign holders behind us now. They're looking good. They're looking good behind us. Hey, women's volleyball tonight. BYU ranked number 10 in the country. Believe it. Jennifer Hampson led the basketball team to the Sweet 16. Now she's back after being a first-team All-American two years ago. Senior in volleyball. BYU's playing number 5 Washington in the Smith Fieldhouse tonight. 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. Either go there if you're local. Check it out on BYU TV. Huge match for the Cougars. going to be awesome. Let's, let's set it up just for a second. BYU's won 26 matches in a row at home. They are 12-0 all-time against Washington. But the Huskies are ranked number five, and they bring back the National Player of the Year in Krista Van Sant. Uh, This sounds like must-see TV or going to it. Yeah, Absolutely. Today's trending topics, the biggest game of BYU football independence as they head to Texas. We outlined that. We'll get back to more of that in a bit. And uh, joining us now on set, Kyle Collinsworth, BYU basketball star, Guard extraordinaire. What else should we throw in there, Kyle? Whatever you want. <laughs> Give it up for Kyle Collinsworth. Kyle Collinsworth is here, everybody. We should congratulate you, first of all, on uh, surviving an NBA. Well, did you, did you have to do the NBA conditioning test yesterday with the rest of your teammates? Uh, I didn't have to. I've done it, though. Okay. So it's, it's pretty intense. What are they going through? Um, it's, it's a lot of 
it's a struggle mentally because you have to run down and back as one. You have to do that five times, and then you get a two-minute break, and you have to do four total. And for each position, so for a point guard position, you have to run it in 61 seconds each time. So if on the first one you get 58, then you can bank three seconds, but you have to get 61. Okay. So the big boys get more time? Yeah. They is get, that fair? Honestly, I don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> How did Nate Austin do? That's the real question. I want to know. He passed. That's all I know. Of course he did. <laughs> he passed. Yeah. We, we have to ask because everyone's always wondering, but how's the knee going? How's the rehab? It's going perfectly right where I need to be, and I'll be ready for the start of the season. For the start of the season? I'm excited, yeah. That's do, the plan. Do you plan on being 100% at the start of the season, or are you going to ease into, like, would you plan the Cougar tip-off, the exhibitions, that kind of thing? Uh, probably not those games, but I plan on being 100% as far as being able to play, but I might take a little bit to mm-hmm. get adjusted and stuff. But, you know, that's the plan, but I'm not going to rush it. I'm not going to force it. But as of right now and where things are looking, it, it seems like I'll be ready. Nice work. Clearly the physical rehab is, is trying, taxing. But what is it like mentally to know that you face this, this long road back? And, and how have you grown as you've dealt with this injury? I've grown a lot because I just have to have a positive mindset. Because I started out not being able to walk and just sitting on the couch and just raising my leg. Then I started out being able to walk. Then I started out shooting and then just step by step. So it's been a... It's taught me a can-do mindset and just, like, focusing on the can-do instead of the can'ts through the whole process. And that's helped me a lot. I just focus on what I can do all the time and do it the best I can. And that's taught me a lot in life, just having a positive attitude and focusing on what we can do instead of what we can't all the time. A video came out where uh, it kind of talked about your rehab and what you've gone through. And you you pointed at a sign uh, of a picture of the team in Milwaukee and said, that's my motivation. You know, I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a powerful moment in that video of, you know what, we're going to go back to the tournament and I'm going to be there. I, I like that. Absolutely. We're going to go back and I will be there and I will be on that picture. So I'm excited for that. 17 players on the roster currently. Uh, that's, uh, that's a lot of guys, a lot of guys that can play. What has it been like at, you know, playing uh, pickup games and, and just the offseason conditioning stuff with that many guys on the team? It's been a little bit different, but this is the first week since we've all been together in kind of like a team setting. So I think we're all just getting used to it. And But so far, so good. Yesterday, I uh, just want to mention this. Nick Emery uh, tweeted the following. I know there are some questions about would he play this year. Um, he said, another year and I'll be playing. Excited to watch these boys this year. So it sounds like the plan is to get him healthy and then bring him in next year. But what's it been like to see Nick Emery uh, just around as he tries to get healthy for next season? Yeah, I saw him yesterday. He came and watched us play open gym, and I just wish him the best with his surgeries, and I hope everything goes well and he can prepare to play next year. That's probably something you can relate to at least to a degree, right, having just barely sat out for a number of games and, and missed the NCAA tournament. Um, so at some point, do you have that conversation with Nick or maybe some of the other guys that go through injuries? Does that help you as a team leader? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, when someone gets hurt, I just send them aside and just tell them to focus on what they can do and be positive and be confident that they can return back and play. So your team's all back together now. What is the activity of choice when you all get together? Is there like a go-to for BYU basketball? Uh, usually just give Chase Fisher a microphone and just listen to him. <laughs> no, we just like to hang out, whatever's going on. Like, we'll probably go to the volleyball game tonight. We just like to hang out, go eat. We usually go eat somewhere, so... 
Eric Mika brought so much to the table, a lot of personality. How do you possibly replace that with this year's team, let alone what he did on the court? Yeah. Well, he's, it's hard to replace, and I don't think you can replace Eric, but we have great guys coming back. We have uh, Corbin Kafusi, who's really, really athletic, and he's developing really well, and with time, I think he can be a, an awesome player for us. Okay, to take, us, take us there a little bit, because all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's on the football team, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, is he on the basketball team? Oh, wait, he's not playing football anymore? Describe his game and kind of what he did to maybe earn a walk-on spot. Well, he came and played with us, and he blocked shots, he got rebounds, and he dunked on people. He dunked on people. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, so I, if you're wondering how to make the BYU basketball team, <laughs> that, that is, is right it. There. That is all you have to do. <laughs> Those three things, and you're Blo- good. Block shots, get rebounds, and dunk on people? Yeah. Like, is he, is he like, oh, that's cool kind of story, like you're on the team, or is he like he's going to play major minutes and contribute this year? Major minutes, I think. Wow. Why do you feel like he can come in right now off of a mission and contribute? Because that's, that's difficult to do. I mean, you've gone through that process yourself. Why do you feel like Corbin can, can break the mold and, and do that for your team? I just, just watch him play because I obviously can't play right now in open gym. I just see that his body is, from being off a mission, he's ahead of where, where I was physically. You know, he runs well. He's in good shape. And he's just very explosive for coming off a mission. And I see that in a few months he'll be even more explosive. So I just feel like we haven't had a guy like him in a while. Probably Trent Placid was the last guy, a big guy that can run the floor and really, you know, jump and contest shots. And so he's really good. During your rehab, what have you been able to work on and improve in your game? Shooting. I shoot all the time, twice a day. All aspects of shooting? Yeah. Jump shots, foul shots, all that? Shoot in the morning and right before they play open gym. So I just shoot and shoot and shoot. <laughs> How many shots a day are we talking here on average? You I have make a goal? O- I make over 500. You mm-hmm. make over 500. Yeah, it usually ranges from 500 to 600, depending on you know the drills and stuff. So are you ready? To, are you ready to take on Tyler Haas and say, "Look, I'm going to be the best free throw shooter on the team." I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, by the way, uh, named by Lindy's Magazine, uh, which will come out soon, the number one shooting guard in America. That's fantastic, Tyler well, Haas. What does that mean to for the team to have that honor for him? First off, well deserves. He works super hard. He's an awesome, awesome guy, and it just means a lot, you know, to have, say we have the number one shooting guard in the country kind of puts a name for us, and he's a great guy, and he deserves it. He's going to have a great year. How much credit is owed to you for Tyler Haas being the best shooting guard? Because clearly you're the guy that has to distribute the ball, right? And some of this credit goes to Kyle Collins, right? <laughs> no, it's all to him. He makes it. So. No, you're supposed to say yes, at least <laughs> half, Kyle. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> With Kyle Anderson of UCLA gone, are you the best tall point guard in the country? Yeah. There you go. There's the confidence. Nailed it. That's I like. all I needed. Yes. Yes. If you missed, okay, if, so, if someone has not seen you play, let's say you're talking to someone that is asking you about your game that has never seen Kyle Collinsworth play a game, what do you do as a basketball player on the court? I'd say kind of like a do it all guy. I can do a lot of different things that, especially for my position, most guys can't do. So I just like to do it all and just, just play my game and play with a lot of energy and high IQ. So. Last year, the music videos made a huge splash, the, uh, the lip dubs. I think people loved them. Uh, they made noise nationally. How could you possibly top that this next year? I don't know. I wish That's them the not best good of luck. Yeah, whatever they have in store. <laughs> the athletic marketing. I yeah. saw some kind of puppet with Tyler Hawes. Is that in the works? Or yeah, what, what are we talking about? 
I like Lil Penny I with Anthony Hardaway in the 90s. Yeah, I think I have one and Anson has one done so far. So, puppets. So Well, we'll then. See. Have, that, you, have you seen it? I have not seen it. What's so. the name of the little guy? I don't know. <laughs> L- Lil Kyle? I'm going to have to sleep on it. <laughs> Come up with something. <laughs> what are your aspirations this year as, as a team? I know you want to get back to the NCAA tournament. You want to win you know, 20-something odd, odd games, win a West Coast Conference title. Did you just title. steal all the answers? I don't know, but I'm, I'm saying what is, what is the ultimate goal? What's the ultimate goal for BYU basketball this year? Well, I was talking with Ty. My freshman year... We made it to the Sweet 16, and we want to take that one step further and make it to the Elite Eight. And it's going to take a team effort. We're going to have to have better team chemistry this year, and we're going to have to have more of a defensive mindset, you know, because in the tournament, if you play bad offensively... you got to play D. you got to play D. Yeah. So it just takes one game where if you're not hitting shots and if you don't have a defensive mindset <clears throat> to get stops, you're going to lose. So, How do you get better defensively? And specifically, it's probably to be able to play man-to-man defense. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, and I think it's more of a defense, more of a mindset. We have to get all 17 guys committed to play defense together as a team. And if we can commit to that and have that mindset, then that's the first step. And I feel like we can develop into a good defensive team. So we counted down to Connecticut for BYU football since January 2nd last year. It was 238 days. Every day on the show would count down to acknowledge that number. Now we're looking for something else to count down to. Is the natural progression basketball tip-off? I think so. I'm counting down. Do you know the number? I don't. I know Tasha Lynn knows the number. Go ahead and yell the number. 54. 54. 54 days away. Chris Miles Day. <laughs> 54 days away from Long Beach State in Provo. Kyle, it's great to have you on the set and to see your recovery going so well. We wish you That's the best awesome. as uh, you continue along that path. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Kyle Collinsworth, everybody. He's, he- he's getting healthy. He promises eight dunks against Long Beach State. <laughs> That's true. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Kyle, do you have a bold prediction really quick for BYU at Texas? We're going to win. Done. Heck yeah. Hey, we're going to win 24-17. 24-17 from Kyle Collinsworth. Up next, Sean Olds at a BYU women's volleyball joins us a top ten matchup. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We have new programs on BYU television. It launched this week. After further review, it's a one-hour film session show recapping BYU's last football game, looking ahead to the next one. So on Tuesday, 8 Eastern time, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler in the game will break down the BYU-Texas game preview. BYU and Houston next Thursday, by the way. The next, the first home game of the season on 9-11. Uh, some great stuff I know prepared from BYU to honor and remember that day as well as celebrate the first home game. So huge game for BYU next week as well. After further review gets you ready. They'll break down the Texas game. Did you hear we're playing Texas tomorrow? Uh, I didn't hear that until this morning. Until now, actually, okay. yeah. All right, that was crazy. You need to get I was like, who are we together. playing this week? <laughs> no, we haven't talked about it for at all. Four hours already. BYU this week. at Texas. What is your bold prediction using the hashtag BYUSN? It is a big time matchup, but not the biggest matchup in terms of rankings this week, and that belongs to BYU women's volleyball. And with that, we welcome in head coach Sean Olmstead. 
coach, number 10 BYU against number 5 Washington. I think there's a little bit of everything you could want in this game. You have a 26 home match win streak. You've won 12. You're 12-0 and against Washington. They return the national player of the year. It's kind of like, all right, pick, pick your headline. How do you feel about the matchup tonight? No, I'm excited about it. I mean, this is something we as a program and personally have looked forward to for a long time. It's been uh, in the works for a while. And so uh, with their outstanding season they had last year, and like you said, returning the National Player of the Year, we bring back a kid that's uh, not too bad at volleyball <laughs> herself. And uh, <laughs> so I think it's just uh, we're excited. The girls are ready to go. I, I, I think uh, it's going to be uh, an epic showdown in the Smith Fieldhouse, hopefully another uh, one for the, the history books of volleyball in that arena. Sure. Well, let's just hand it to you now, the BYU Sports Nation karma. Let's give we it to you now. you the BYU Sports Nation So karma. that the team plays well tonight. This is a, are you aware of the BYU Sports you know, I've, heard, I've heard rumors and rumblings mm-hmm. of it, but uh, I, I, I'll accept whatever uh, you guys feel is appropriate at this time. We felt it, we had a discussion. There, you know, many guys coming on the show today, and Kyle Collins, all these people. We thought, you know, we need to give we the karma to, give it to, Sean. to women's volleyball okay. and Sean Olmstead. Thank you. This <laughs> is very serious. It. I appreciate it. This is a real uh, thing. I'm, I'm grateful, and I expect <laughs> uh, I will text you both tonight. And uh, thank <laughs> you even more. Either way, you will. Okay. Do you enjoy being a top 10 team this early in the season? Uh, that's a great question. You know, we've, uh, we've prided ourselves being kind of working up from the bottom every year. And, uh, you know, from a time where we weren't even ranked to ending up in the top 15. And even last year, there was a, a week or two that we dropped out. And then right. we finished again in the top 15. So, uh, sure, it's a credit to the kids. They deserve it. They've done the work. But... Uh, I like being kind of that underdog. I, I like, you know, being able to kind of motivate the kids and, and you know, work to, uh, you know, that chip on the shoulder, working from that angle and just the hard work blue collar. That's what I would prefer. But they deserve it. And so they, they, they've worked and they've done this and, and they deserve that, that ranking. The good part is you're the underdog tonight. Yeah, tonight you are. We are. We are, absolutely. You know, this is a top five program, national semifinals last year, traditionally just an, an outstanding program. So, yeah, uh, we'll take that right now. And it's validating for the program and what you're doing and whatnot. And, uh, you return Jennifer Hampson. For those that don't know, she redshirted last year in basketball, saved her senior year for volleyball. And now you return her, Alexa Gray, Tamber Haddock got married. She has a new last name or whatever. What is Nobles. it? Nobles. 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 Yes. Uh, so you, you have some really capable hitters and, and deserve a top ten ranking. What's it like to have Jennifer Hampson back after this it's almost, I haven't seen it before, this kind of like pause, volleyball, mm-hmm. now you're back. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been outstanding. And, and the funny thing about Jen is she's, it's every day she gets better, just gets back into the groove, you know, because she had never played with this setter that we have. But every day, little by little, she's just getting better and better. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've, I haven't held back on saying that, you know, at the end of her career, she's going to go down as the greatest female student athlete on campus ever at BYU. Wow. When you look at what she's done, you can't yeah. deny it. You Dual can't deny it. Dual sport All-American. And both sports and both sports to the Sweet 16 when they weren't, you know, volleyball, we hadn't been there for a while. Basketball hadn't been there for even longer. And she goes, takes us to the Sweet 16, of course, with great teammates, but then immediately goes to basketball. They have another Sweet 16 run. I mean, you can't deny that. You know, a lot of people might get offended, but you've got to look at the body of work and what she's done for four straight years to go from one sport to the other. I mean, that kid's traveling year-round. It's amazing. You know, so it's, it's a credit to her, and we're excited to have her back. I agree. The, the other name that kind of popped in my head was Shauna Robach, the all-time leading goal scorer in soccer, was also a heptathlete in track. And then got a silver medal in the Olympics in bobsled. That's pretty solid. Now, that silver medal certainly helps. But if you, ta- if you talk 
two Sweet Sixteens and All Americans and yeah, two I mean, sports. It, when I you think look Jim at gets here, it. Yeah, when you look I think at here got it at BYU, I yes. think she's got to know, and that's what I think. And so I'm excited to see what more she can do. And like I said, she's getting better and better. And when she went to China this summer with USA Volleyball, I ran into one of the the guys out recruiting that was uh, there with her in China. And when he did just she go said, to China? She went to China in probably Ju- end of June through July. She was in China with USA Volleyball, gotcha. competing over there. And so uh, one of the coaches ran into me recruiting, and he just said that every day Jen got better. And every day they were kind of, wow, she did something new again. She does more. And so uh, we're kind of seeing that same thing here with our team. We shouldn't miss the fact that you went to the Sweet 16 last year, back-to-back seasons, without Jennifer Hampson. You had a second-team All-American in Alexa Gray. And now you add Jen Hampson back to that team. We wondered how much the national prognosticators would pay attention to that. And uh-huh. clearly, they are aware of the talent that you bring back. What is it like to have not one, but two All-Americans on the floor at the same time? Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, it's going to just continue to open things up offensively for us. You know, that Alexa carried a, such a large load last year because uh, everyone knew Jen was done. They were keying in on Alexa and the other kids. So I'm hoping that uh, this continues. To, from what we've seen so far offensively, it's going to open up the net, open up uh, some gaps. And so our hitters are able to, not just those two, but then we have other great hitters. And now they're not going to get as much attention. So we're excited about that. And, and I do think it is, uh, it's overlooked at what the team did last year. You know, a lot of people were, what yeah. are you doing? You're crazy. Why are you redshirting Jen? Look at this great group you have. And uh, it's a credit to those kids. I, don't, I, I, I mean, it's outstanding what they did. And, and again, that team, I kind of plugged them all year. Just, hey, nobody thinks you're going to be any. Right. No one thinks. Everyone thinks Jen's gone. You guys don't have a shot. You're not going to do anything. And I think they just kept plugging along and just, okay, prove them wrong. Next one, next one, next one. And they just kept going as, as long as they could. Yeah, some of those other hitters, uh, Hannah Robison, big-time player. She looked uh-huh. really good Outstanding. Had a great first weekend, too. Yeah. yeah. Sean Olmstead, BYU women's volleyball coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation. You now play in the new and improved Smithfield House. It's already an epic venue uh, for the sport of volleyball, but you have a new video board. What does yeah. that do for your program, adding that dynamic to that, that place? Yeah, it's just sort of another validation to just, and, you know, that the school wants to enhance the experience that they already understand. There is a great experience at the Smithfield House, but then you add those video boards. Uh, I can tell you the refs aren't happy about it. They've already told me because, <laughs> you know, you're going to have 5,000 screaming fans at a men's volleyball match and here's the ref and he looks right at the replay so I'm sure he's going to put his head down after every <laughs> controversial call but welcome they to promised, regular sports well they promised me they wouldn't show the controversial calls but uh that's when you want to see it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, it's beautiful in there we've been running it at practice to get our girls acclimated to what sure. they're going to see during the match so we've been having that go every day at practice and uh we're excited we appreciate those the wonderful donors that have been a part of that and made it this great experience and it's only going to get better it's pretty cool it's your really neon cool. shirts are going to Light up the Smithfield house and like the shoes. no other. I mean, that's what it's going to be now. I don't, you I don't brought even neon know. shoes. I, I did. I, I told. I told you guys I would. You know, I had to keep it real. And uh, so, <laughs> anytime you have me on, I'll just I'll, I'll bring out another pair. You what know? have you lo- loved longer, your wife or neon? Um. No comment. No. My wife, of course. She's watching this right now. That was a joke. I, I loved BYU my wife. before my wife. Yes, I'm, there I'm you go. BYU women's volleyball coach Sean Holmes said his team now has the BYU Sports Nation Karma Coach. Great to have you. Okay, thanks for having me, guys. Whitney, I still love you. <laughs> the mostest. Our live show continues after this. This is Mike Lolisa, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation continues live from the BYU store, your home for authentic BYU products. We are talking Texas BYU football, BYU 
Washington Top 10 Women's Volleyball. We just talked to Kyle Collinsworth, had a little men's basketball in there. And, oh, yeah, the soccer team plays at Utah. It's a big, it's a big weekend. It's a really big day for soccer and volleyball in that order. Pac-12 Network, 7 Eastern for soccer versus Utah. 9 Eastern, BYU TV. Top 10 matchup with Washington and then uh, in women's volleyball. And then, of course, BYU in Texas tomorrow starts with countdown to kickoff at 6.30 Eastern. So I basically just gave you your DVR schedule right there. If you didn't catch that, I'll say that again later. You should tweet that out later. Jeremy, will tweet will. out you know your will. weekend schedule. Yes. And you must abide. And uh, barbecue and <laughs> stuff. Clean your car. Joining us now, the man who helps organize the awesomeness, that is the BYU store, David Hunt. David, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's hard to believe that it's been six months since you helped us to launch our rebranding of the BYU stores. Yeah, let's, that, let's, that's crazy. It's let, April we were in here. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's start there. How has the rebranding gone, and uh, what, what kind of a difference have you noticed? You know, it's uh, been a tremendous effort by everybody to... Uh, make that change. It's kind of hard to rebrand and to change culture and everything, but it's been a great effort by everybody in the store. We've had a lot of support from our vendors and uh, just uh, even a lot of support from the customers as we've tried to say, okay, we're now more than just books. We're, we're like you said, you're everything authentic, uh, BYU and a lot of LDS uh, church products as well. How in the world did whoever convinced you convince you to go with two loonies like us uh, marketing, your, <laughs> m- marketing your store? You know, there's a lot of arm twisting that went on. And, uh, <laughs> but, but when they said, hey, we've got two great guys that are great image for the BYU store, we said, how could we lose? So. They didn't work out, and then here we are. And yeah, then, no, I'm just, no, I'm they just went with Plan B, yeah. and you, you brought us some sunglasses, yeah. David. Okay, I, I think these are like BYU has the black unis against UNLV on November 15th. Yeah. These yep. are like the blue goggles, black version but that you bla- just provided. The black, the all black, the black blue goggles. goggles. They're really glasses, but yes. <laughs> these, are, these are tremendous. Thank you for these. Hey, anything, oh, we, oh, I love them. <laughs> anything we could do to help improve the image of it. Sports Nation, you know. Clearly you're doing that right now. T- the fact a, that you're up upgrade. here is helping the oh, image yeah, right thank now. You. Uh, Dave, how, how has the first week been uh, now that all the students are back for school and uh, coming into what is now the BYU store? You know, it's been a very busy week. Not only have we all, do we have all the students coming back with Fall Rush, we also have our grand opening that is happening right now, and it's been a very packed and eventful week. We've had giveaways, we've had prizes, we've had... All kinds of things happening, and uh, it's showing. We have uh, great, great support. Great support. It's been fantastic. Ribbon cutting yesterday. Ribbon cutting by Cosmo yesterday. Awesome. Uh, it was super. A ping pong ball drop. Gave away a 32-inch screen TV and then a lot of other great prizes. So. Very nice. And those are continuing today and throughout the day. David, great awesome. to have you with us. Thank you for allowing us to come back for a return trip to the BYU store. Our pleasure. Anytime. We love having you here. Thank you. Check out the BYU store. You're home for authentic BYU products. We are through one hour of this two-hour BYU Sports Nation. Big announcement up next on BYU Sports Nation as Jerem shakes his head at me. <laughs> Teasing big announcement. It's not that big. Stop. Stop. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, a live two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. This is our number two. We like to call it overtime. Stoppage time? Over t- yeah, overtime's better. Stop Bonus it. Bonus periodness. Hour number two. We've only done this a handful of times. We're it's on fun your- to be here at the BYU Store again. We had a great first hour. A lot of traffic. It's lunch hour. It is lunch hour. First week of school. You in the light blue. What are you having for lunch? 
Subway? <laughs> Chick-fil-A. No, no. Ignore him now. Right. Keep going. <laughs> Pick They're me up some Chick-fil-A, attention. dude. They're not paying attention no, to you, Jerry. That's fine. Glad to have you with us on a Friday, September 5th. We're on your radio, television, and other media machines. The second hour, because it's overtime, it's, it's time for a clutch performance, right? And we are, going uh, to, yeah. we are going to unveil our next big announcement on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, wow. If the uh, Inception noise is playing, super it's epic. pretty epic. Yeah. I know that you're not a fan of saying, big announcement! Just announce. Just announce. And then let people decide if it's big. Yeah. Yeah, with this with this audience, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Send me to South Beach. All One right. lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl. Take your fandom to Miami with our BYU Sports Nation. Take your fandom to South Beach contest. All you have to do is follow. There are two things you have to do: follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, and then post a tweet. Any tweet using the hashtag. BYUSN Miami. The One contest word. ends October 4th. Follow That's us very on Twitter. Cool. Post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSN Miami. You have a chance to go watch BYU in the Miami Beach Bowl in December. Am I eligible? Tell me that's not a big announcement, Jerem. That's very cool. <laughs> would you call that big after I told it to you? Sure. Okay, so now we can call it a big, big announcement. Big would be an indoor practice, uh, practice facility for basketball to me. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So hashtag BYUSN Miami. Can I win? Can I win this? No. Okay. I learned this the hard way. Yeah. You'll, you'll all see this eventually on TV. So, okay, this, this is great. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN Miami, and Bang Biscuit. You have a chance to go to South Beach. That's awesome. I'm hearing that if you wear white pants while you follow No, you're follow not. You're making this up. And send a tweet that, that it makes your chances that much better. Stop. White pants in Miami. You guys all missed out. If this was pre-Labor Day, the dude would have white pants on right now. You know what I'm saying? It's post-Labor Day. No more white pants. You're like the only dude on campus that did this, and you looked good. They're golf pants. I know. They look nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. You thought I was making fun Yeah, I was, first, <laughs> I was waiting for you to throw me under the bus. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question, which is, what is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Kyle Collinsworth, basketball star, just told us BYU is going to win 24-17. The Cougars technically are a two-point favorite now. According to odds makers, hashtag betting is wrong. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, Johnny Harleen. Johnny, your football guy, one of the notable heroes in BYU football history. We're going to start with our Twitter question for you. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas tomorrow? Bold prediction? Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to go with BYU. I don't know how bold that is. They're the favorite. But I'm going to be very bold. Instead of saying winning by two, I'm going to say 31-27. They're going to win by four. Oh, double, double the odds. 27 okay. okay. What makes you confident that BYU goes into us and wins this game? Uh, they look good. Uh, you know, just watching last week, they look like they're ready for the season. They're, they're kind of figuring out how to, how to execute things consistently, get in the end zone. Um, you know, and they've they got to keep it up for the whole game. But... They're, uh, they, they looked good last week. I think they're going to be ready to play. Johnny Harleen joining BYU Sports Nation. What specific things did you see within the offense, notably Taysom Hill, that made you think, okay, this could be a special team. This could be a special year for BYU. Well, yeah, you, you mentioned it. Taysom looks really dialed in already. He, I mean, he was you know, very accurate, just really tight with the receivers. 
Um, so true, he's really turned into a true dual threat, I think. And, uh, you know, last year they were able to run all over Texas. And, and I just, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen quite like that again. I think with a team like Texas where, you know, they have talented guys, you, you know, you know, those guys can play. I think what happened last year is probably more a matter of just some lack of discipline and assignments and, um, scheme-wise, something was off there where he was just able to kind of run all over them. Uh, so I expect them to probably be a little more dialed in for the game, you know, on defense and be expecting the, the run a little bit more. But, uh, you know, with with the offense looking a little bit more sharp in, in, all, in all aspects of the offense, throwing and passing, it's going to be a lot more difficult to just uh, zero in on one option. That's, that's what any good offense has is, you know, they have at least two options of what they can do. Um, so if if you're heavily favoring one, they're going to do the other, and, and vice versa. So it makes it a little, lot harder to defend. And BYU looks like they've been able to kind of uh, tighten up their execution quite a bit compared to compared to last season. The idea was year two with Robert and I, Taysom Hill, like every offensive lineman, but Manaki Vitai back, that you could make the offense a little more complex. Did you see more complexity against UConn from BYU's offense? Um, yeah, I mean, it looked like they were just able to do a, a few more things. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm not a big guy on this, you know, criticizing play calling too much. It, it's really all about what the players can do out there. And when the players are, are getting more comfortable executing their assignments consistently, then that just gives the offensive coordinator, you know, just so much more leeway as far as, um, you know, just being able to call whatever play and you know the guys are going to go out there and get it done. And uh, that kind of, once you have the fundamentals down to being able to execute it, that does really open it up to being able to, you know, expand things a little bit, add in a few new wrinkles here and there. Um, but it all really boils down to yeah, the, the execution and the experience of the players in being able to do stuff like that for sure. Johnny Harleen, BYU tight end from 2004 to 2006 on BYU Sports Nation. BYU has gone away from the traditional tight end model that you enjoyed so much, Johnny. Now they're, they're spreading the ball around. They have multiple weapons. Is there enough football to go around to keep everybody happy on this team? Well, if you're running 100 plays a game, there should be. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, I mean, with, with our team, we have – you know, and I think when you're on the team, I think most guys are pretty happy if you're winning. You know, if you know, it's it's always nice if you're if you're one of the guys, you know, catching a bunch of passes and scoring some touchdowns. That that's kind of a bonus for sure. But if you're winning, for the most part, the guys are going to be happy. And so, um, you know, I was happy. With, you know, so what happened with me my junior year? I was you know, catching a bunch of passes. Me and Curtis Brown ended up being the real focal points of the offense we were and teams could really dial in on us and that's that's some of the games where we struggled and in the off season John Beck and and our four you know main wideouts they really got dialed in with each other um always staying after practice doing extra work and that just opened up our offense so much for everyone else and at the beginning of the season I, I wasn't catching as many passes and everything as as I had been the season before um you know, which wasn't a huge deal, like I was saying. It's, it's always nice, but it's not like I was upset or disgruntled or anything like that. Um, but uh, once 
once the, the defenders, you know, the other defense started realizing they couldn't really just dial in on, on me and Curtis, that they had to be play honest with all the other receivers, you know, then it opened it back up for me, and I finished the season as one of the guys catching a ton of passes, scoring a bunch of touchdowns. So, you know, it's the, the more options you have on offense, the better for everybody involved. Johnny Harleen with us on BYU Sports Nation. Johnny, BYU matched up against a traditional power like Texas, and they have more exposure than they ever have. That was the big move to go to independence was so that BYU could become more visible to the public eye. If you had the opportunity that BYU has now to play on ESPN instead of the mountain, and I, and I you know, rest in peace. That's like saying mountain. Voldemort around here. <laughs> <laughs> if you had had the opportunity at the exposure BYU football enjoys now, do you think that things would have gone any differently for you as an individual because you had a dynamic career at BYU? It's hard to say. Um, uh, you know, it's very possible. Um, you know, we didn't, for finishing a, as a team ranked in the top 15 in the country, we didn't have... I think John was the, John Beck was the only guy drafted from our team, you know. So and that could that, that definitely can be as a result of not having quite as much exposure all across the country. So I mean, sure it, it could be, but um, you know I still had the chance to go in and and uh, I was you know with practice squad and everything for the year and just had my injury. So all in all, it it, it would have worked out fine. I think if I hadn't been injured, but. Uh, um, you know, it, it, it's possible too that maybe it could have gotten drafted, things like that. So who knows? But uh, maybe I'm being very definitive for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I've been corrected by one of our Twitter followers at Bridger Quinton Hill says, "Please refer to Johnny as the BYU tight end." So I, I apologize for not giving you that distinction. <laughs> Thank you, thanks, Bridger. Bridger and I went to high school together. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> It all makes sense now. Bridger weighs in on uh, Twitter quite a bit on the show. We love it. Uh, Obviously, earlier this week, the news of Max Hall, uh, you know, saddened BYU fans to kind of see where he's at, I guess, right now. You wrote a poignant article on Deep Shades of Blue uh, about life after football that I thought was really good. For those that haven't read it, do you mind kind of summarizing your feelings about, about life after football for guys? Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I wanted to write the article because, you know, not that I don't really have any no, more knowledge about Max's specific situation than anyone else does. I, I don't know, you know, how long he's kind of had this struggle or anything like that. But uh, I kind of just wanted to throw out there, give people an idea. Here's some of the, the difficulties that people can deal with in a situation. Max's situation is pretty similar to mine where, um, you know, you, you – Kind of taste, you get a taste of the NFL, but you never really have that career that you, you were, you know, hoping for. Um, and that can that can be something pretty difficult to deal with for a lot of guys for, for a few reasons. Um, and, and so, a couple of things I wanted, really wanted to point out is first of all, you know, the, as far as having empathy towards someone, it, for me, it's not so, it's not something where you just kind of feel sorry for somebody and. You know, you kind of looked at him as a victim or anything like that. Because I mean, you know, he's he's a grown man, and these are these are some poor decisions that that uh, that he made that kind of put him in the spot. Um, but that doesn't mean you know we can't empathize, and, and I definitely can understand why. Um, you know, going through that phase can be really tough, and so there's a few different reasons for it. Um, you know, why why somebody 
going through, you know, ending their athletic career can can really it can kind of be a fertile ground for kind of self-destructive or addictive type of behaviors. And uh, a couple of things that I that I think are you know make it that way are um, you know first you're kind of used to having this this thrill of this rush of being able to go out there and play in these football games and, and so this kind of thrill factor is missing for you. Um, it can really kind of lower your self-esteem because you know the, all these guys seem really confident and everything, even cocky and arrogant as they're playing. I'm not talking about Max specifically. I'm just I'm saying in general, athletes people kind of perceive them that way that they're extremely confident individuals. Um, but a lot of that confidence is really, when you think about it, is built up by these outside influences. Um, you know, people around you telling you're great. Your, your coach is saying, hey, you know, good job and. A lot of your confidence is riding so much on on what other people think of you. Yeah, um, and those go away. Yeah, and when you're done, it's like that stops, and you're kind of like, well, you know, who am I? As a, you know, who you know, your your identity is kind of taken away as a, as this athlete. So you're kind of like, who am I? You can lose a lot of your self confidence, um, and not only from these outside supports, but I, I, the part that I actually think is most interesting is the the idea of this. Um, this kind of dark side that you have with you that's kind of urging you on as a competitor. It's this, this really just relentless instinct and, and kind of primal drive that, that you want to win. It, it's not that just you want to win. It's this part of you that just has to win. And as a, as a you know, high-level competitor, a lot of guys develop that quite a bit. You know? And I think a good example of it, you think of like looking back at Richard Sherman after, right after the game, you know, uh, that game in the NFC Championship last year, and he's screaming and going nuts, and you could just see that that uh, that relentless, that, that pure killer instinct type of thing kind of coming through. That, that's kind of what I refer to is just that, that drive. And, um, yeah. and you have that as a competitor, and it, it really spurs you on to, to these, it can really help you reach great heights. But then when you're done, it's like it can really kind of turn on you because you kind of feel this guilt or this, uh, you know, you're, it kind of hates you for, for having to stop playing, you know. Even though you may have been injured or, you know, you know, for whatever reason, your career is just kind of done and it's, there's not really much more you could have done. There's still that part of you that kind of eats away at you because it's not really a rational thinking part of you. It's just, it's just this relentless, uh, this instinct, instinctual part of you. So, um, to me, I, I don't know, just thinking about that is, is kind of fascinating. And that's, that's really kind of one of the things that, that probably, um, I, I personally, you know, struggled with the most when I was done is this part of me that was just urging me on and just like refused to concede. Um, but you know, at some point you have to, but it, it doesn't care that you have to. You know, it still kind of eats yeah. at you. So um, anyway, so that was kind of a you know a, a few different reasons uh, why it can be a difficult landscape for for these you know for athletes to navigate when they're coming out of their careers and having to finish up. Um, and I guess the fourth reason why would be just, you know, a lot of them have exposure to these kind of prescription narcotic pain medications as they're, you know, as they're playing, just dealing with pain and everything. So that can, that can end up, you know, being as big an issue as any of the others combined. Yeah. But, and if you, haven't so. re- if you haven't read the article, I recommend uh, going and reading Johnny's article. I'll tweet that out a bit, little bit later. But let's end with this, Johnny. Obviously, back to Harleen, you know, defined your BYU career. How many times on the daily do you get some <laughs> kind of mention of that to your face? 
Well, it, it, it all depends on, on where I'm at. And, you know, in Utah County, if I'm out and about, and, you know, very rarely do people come up to me and are like, hey, Johnny, you know, if, if they hear my name, then they'll recognize me and they'll talk to me about it. Um, but it's not, but just as far as my face goes, people don't recognize me. I don't know if maybe I. You should I look just walk around with a helmet on. Yeah. Walk, you should <laughs> walk around with a t shirt that says, yes, I'm still open. 3331. Yeah. There's, yeah, so there's a picture of that play in my house. Yeah, but, but quite often, you know, if, if I'm out and about and like people hear my name, that's when they'll recognize it and, and you know, start talking <laughs> to me about it. So <laughs> it's always fun. Johnny, great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You got it. What's your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, a man who is behind us cheering on the crowd. Yeah, Harvey He's Una. got a cougar claw. He's got That's his great. cougar claw and his pom-pom on. He's on set next. This is BYU <laughs> Sports Nation. The all-time leading rusher right there. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation continues live, a two-hour edition on Friday, September 5th from the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out, man. Congratulations. You've survived to another live show at the BYU Store. This is fun. This is great. We're really happy to be here. We've got a crowd. We've got people going to lunch. Uh, we've got people hopefully bringing us lunch. We've got Whatever. people ignoring us. Yeah. <laughs> Countdown to kickoff is tomorrow night. It will get you steady for B, uh, set and ready, so steady for BYU in Texas, <laughs> 6.30 Eastern time. Check it out live on BYU TV. Hosted Take by luck. Spencer Linton. Yes. Yeah. Top 10 matchup. Take luck. Also, BYU. Brian Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? That's our Twitter question today, and that is where we start with the man who was so exuberantly cheering for BYU Sports Nation behind the set before we went to break. Harvey Unga. Harvey, welcome to the set, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having Harvey me, Harvey Unga, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Need we remind you, the all-time leading rusher in BYU football history. When Jamal for Williams now, goes not, to not sl- for long. Jamal not Williams for long. thinking about breaking Harvey's record. That's top of mind. Yeah. What's your bo- We'll talk about Jamal in a second. What's your yeah. bold prediction for this BYU football team in Austin, Texas? I'm going to say 35-14. 35-14. 21-point win. Yeah. Wow. Why are you that confident in this BYU team? Um, well, first off, I, I had um, found out that they lost their, both their tackles yes. yep. and their center. And their quarterback. And, and their quarterback. Yep. So between their, their old line themselves, I think they have, what, five games under their belt as a, as a collective unit? Yes. So, I mean, that's, they're going to have a heyday with, with Bronson, Remington. The defense, I think, is, is going to be stout. And, of course, I'm, you know, I don't want to disrespect Texas football, um, so I give them the 14. <laughs> but I think our defense is, is awesome. You know? and, so, and so I think coming into this, uh, it, you know, like I said, those, those boys, I mean, obviously Texas is going to be tough. They're going to play tough. But our defense has always been so stout. So I think they're going to you know, hold their own, get us a couple turnovers, and then Taysom and, and the, the offensive crew are going to go do their thing. So. Is, isn't it weird how much we're brimming with confidence going to play at Texas right now? And, like, they're on their heels? It just feels odd. It's, yeah, no, it is. It's different. I mean, and, and still, it's sad that, that people still have us as the underdogs. Um, but once they go in there, make their statement, I think – then, you know, it, it'll establish them a little bit more, give them more credibility, and, and you know, hopefully it, it just carries on into the whole thing. You season. have a point there. I think that anybody that is, is 
familiar with college football or follows it and is passionate about it is probably calling it an even playing field. I mean, BYU technically is a two-point favorite, but if you're a casual fan and you just see Texas, BYU at Texas on paper. You may have noticed what happened last year and just that this year's game has all this hype. Texas got so scarred. From the way the game was played last year. It wasn't just the BYU won. It's the way they played. Oh, yeah. Um, I, so in Chicago, I had, I had a teammate, Henry Melton. Just one of the, the top players to come out of Texas. Diehard Texas football guy. Just spouting off all the time every single day at practice. Letting everybody know I played you know, Longhorn football. And that week coming up to play BYU, he was just spouting in my ear, BYU sucks, these guys are going to get murdered, you guys have no idea what you're getting into, and we routed him. So then I go back the next day, I see him in, in our team meeting, and he looks at me, he's like, don't even talk to me. I was like, hey man, you're the one talking all this. So he's like, I can't believe how bad of a performance Texas had, and how amazing that quarterback just, you know, killed us. And I was like, well, I mean... We hey, are I mean, BYU, yeah, baby. Don't underestimate BYU. You know, we come to play. <laughs> BYU's all-time leading rusher, Harvey Unga, on BYU Sports Nation, live from the BYU store. You talked about the injuries that Texas is now suffering from. You're a running back. Everyone in Texas is kind of putting it on Malcolm Brown and Jonathan Gray, these two five-star recruits out of high school. Like, hey, you know, we, we still have running backs. We're still going to be able to run against BYU. It's going to be okay. How do they feel as running backs knowing that their starting center for three years and their two starting tackles are out? I'm sure that, you know, they're, they're definitely worried, to, to say the least. I think any running back knows that that front line is that's what makes you who you are. Um, and if any running back says otherwise, then he's crazy. So, so for them going into this game with, with new guys, um, I just really hope he's boosting their confidence. He's letting them know every single day that they can do this and whatnot. Because if not, it's like I said, it's going to be a heyday for that D-line. And um, it's going to be rough on those running backs. But at the same time, you never know. Football is a crazy game. Things, things happen that you'd never expect. I'm sure they didn't think Taysom was going to rush for a million yards on him last year. Um, so... You know, hopefully, the, you know, our defense just sticks to what we know best and, and do best and um, kind of rattle the, uh, the young guys a little bit. And, yeah. it, and yeah. it helps to get Marcus Johnson back, starting those mm-hmm. tackle. It mm-hmm. helps to get Robertson, Daniel, and Jordan Johnson back for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about you for a minute. Uh, <laughs> you worked out with the Panthers earlier this summer. We were hoping you'd get on a squad somewhere. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars called. <laughs> Will you kind of walk us through the experience of just getting to that tryout? Ah, oh, jeez. I don't really live this again. Um, <laughs> so... Going from Salt Lake City to Denver, I was trying to catch a flight, connecting flight to Jacksonville. While I'm in the air, there's a thunderstorm in Denver. We get circled around Denver for about an hour or so. Um, so from there, they, they land us in Colorado Springs, sit in Colorado Springs on the, on the uh, runway because there's a lightning storm that hits as oh. we land. So we're sitting in an airplane for another hour and 15 minutes on the, on the, on the runway. I missed my connecting flight from Denver to Jacksonville, so I get back to Denver um, and sit there till 12:30 in the morning, catch the red eye all the way to Miami, get in Miami about six in the morning. Miami fly to Jacksonville, get into Jacksonville, um, and as soon as I land in Jacksonville, I go straight from the airport to the tryout. Good grief! A tryout at like eight or nine a.m. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to make an NFL team after that. It was yeah, it was rough. I'm not gonna lie, but. Um, my prayers were answered, and, and the good Lord let me, you know, stay out there. And um, I hung on for a little bit in Jacksonville and had fun, had a blast. Um, but unfortunately, it, you know, 
didn't end how I wanted it to, but it what, is did, what, it what is. did they say to you at the end of your your short stint there in Jacksonville? You know, it was, it was interesting. Um, they, it was it was one of the weirdest exit interviews I've ever had. The GM, but, okay, we're we're you and you were them. Go. So Harvey, we appreciate what you've done. Yeah, I've been great. I know. I've <laughs> <laughs> been amazing. You you've showcased that you can catch the ball, you can run the ball, um, you can block. Coach, I'm aware uh, I can do all those things well. You know, and, and, and it's great. Um, you have all the skills, assets to play in the league. However, um, you know we. We have our running backs at this time, and we, we didn't realize that you played running back as well, so that was, you know, different on our part. But, um, you know, just stay in shape and get ready because... They didn't know you were running that, back? How did they overlook oh, that? It, it, You're like, I'm it, the alternating rusher of Brigham Young, man. No, the second day I get there, that happens, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm out of this place. Because <laughs> I'm on the... I sit there and tell them, like, hey, can I run some running back plays? And they're like, no, play fullback. So what? a scout team, I'm like, I'm going to take a scout team. I'm going to punk the rookie and let me take a scout team. <laughs> so I go, and, and, and the first play I get, it was a random zone play up the middle. Shook a linebacker, ran it for like 30 yards, 40 yards. Come back, and my running back coach is like, I didn't know you played running back. So I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? what do you, you mean? Not have the internet? Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm geez. a running back. This is rough. So from the get-go, I was like, this is going to be rough for oh. me. I, I don't know if, if this is the team that I'm supposed to be on. You know, but I appreciate them for the opportunity and, and – um, Gus Bradley is one of the coolest head coaches I've ever met. Um, if I were ever to go into a program and, and become a head coach or a coach or anything like that, I'd emulate everything that Gus Bradley does. Hmm. He has an awesome dude. Yeah, here's what I would have said if I was you in that situation. Oh, it's fine. You're the Jaguars. Like, I'm actually <laughs> looking for the Patriots or the Seahawks or the Niners, so I'm good. No, I love those guys. I'm just they, they're, they're young. They're yeah. very young, yeah. which was, you know, made it unique and different. And... Um, the GM, I think, you know, he, he kind of has the guys that he wanted and made up his mind from the get-go. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's, yeah. a, it's a learning, you know, learning curve, stepping stone, whatever you want to call it. But it was fun. I had a, I had a good time there. Harvey, you've set the example now for the BYU women's hey. volleyball team. Oh, look. Who is, who is behind they us now here, in right. the BYU store. It's game day for the Cougars, <laughs> We've got number an 10 versus American number 5. American in the house, Alexa Gray. Alexa Gray's yeah. in the house. Yes. The greatest... The greatest Canadian BYU women's volleyball player ever? Is that right? Something like that. I, I do want to follow up with this. Jaguars versus Lions. Yeah. So there's a game, yeah. and uh, I, did Kyle sit that one out, but Ziggy played? Yeah. Ziggy played, like, I think three, five snaps. He but told me he wasn't going to. So. But you're on the other side with those guys. What's that pre-game, post-game conversation? Oh, it was fun. I, um, so I spoke to Ziggy first, and he came. He was just asking how things were going and whatnot, um, and then kind of told me his situation and was like, yeah, I'll probably be in for five plays. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, must be nice. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then Kyle came after, and, and usually guys are in their you know, uniforms getting ready, warmed up, and Kyle was in his shorts and shirt, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm sitting down. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I'm going to be done for a little bit. So kind of broke my heart to see that. Um, obviously, you know, wanted to see him play, wanted to see him succeed and kill it. But I told him, I was like, it's a long season. You got a lot of time ahead of you. So, so get healthy. Um, you know, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, and, and things are, things are going to be great for you. So it, it was fun to see them. You know, it's always great to see former Cougars doing their thing, and yeah. especially, you know, the young guys like that doing their thing. It is a long season, and uh, I want to ask you this, Harvey. Because there are so many injuries and it's such a physical game, like, do you, do you kind of just hang out, stay, stay conditioned, <laughs> keep busy, and then and hope? Are you still hoping that another call comes? Yeah, um, that, that's exactly what I'm, as, you know, as sad as it sounds, I'm waiting for the next guy to get hurt. 
Um, fortunately, I've, I've had a couple calls in the last couple days. Okay. Um, my agent has been speaking with different teams. Um, and, and so I'm kind of, yeah, just waiting for, for something to happen. I, um, I definitely, you know, feel like I can still play and, and um, you don't want to keep playing and, until the wheels fall off. So that's what, you know, I plan on doing. That reminds me, uh, I heard a bishop who works in, like, disaster cleanup say, man, I can't tell you how many times after I paid the t- tithing, that someone had a fire. There was some disaster <laughs> that happened to somebody else, and I benefited. So, yeah, if someone gets hurt, maybe uh, that happens to oh hey, isn't, isn't that sad but real? It, it is sad. Yeah. It's, it's sad, but it's true. All-time leading rusher Harvey Unga with us on BYU Sports Nation. When does Jamal Williams break your record? Hmm. What does he mean, 1477? Something, Something like that? that? Yeah. Do you know the number? I, I wish I knew the number. <laughs> I don't even know my own number. What 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 I what you for. ended up with forty five seventy six no three that's three, a lot three thousand something <laughs> so, yeah. maybe if I Harvey, played my last year yeah, that might last year if you played your senior year yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. no ah I, I was way off <laughs> yeah, Sam <yeah>. tonight <laughs> yeah wait a minute I don't know the number I'll look it up um I'm gonna say game ten this wow, year this yeah. year why not. So he's going like a buck forty a game Why or not? something. I, okay, so I, I missed two and a half games my junior year, yeah. and I still broke it somehow that year. You missed the Oklahoma game. Yeah, and then I I missed the Tulane game. I played one play or two plays. Then I missed the Florida State game. I I played the third quarter, and that's it. Game number ten. So that would be UNLV. And the All Blacks for like two hundred yards that game. This sounds go. good to me. I, I th- really think. I think do it. it's Why next not? year. I think it's next year. I think he might but leave after this year. Really? Why not? Why not? He's if, he has, not? if he breaks your record, there's a chance because that'd be a lot of yeah, yards. Yeah, of course. Harvey, great to have you with us on set. Appreciate you guys. Best of Glad luck to, to you uh, as you push forward, and we'll uh, we'll be talking to you soon. We'll be hooping it, it up sometime in the Smith yeah, Fieldhouse. I, I, lo- I love your text. Where are, we, where are we playing pickup? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> but thanks for texting me. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm always down for hoop. 3,455 3, yards, Harvey. 3,455. Okay. Five. That, that's right. sequential. 3,455. Five. Yeah. Well, I remember that now. Maybe All that's right. our next countdown: is Jamal 30, to passing your record and Tyler, <laughs> and Tyler that's Haas a good idea. to pass Jimmer's scoring record. That's the that's first good idea you've you had all week, Jim. Are you serious? <laughs> what the heck, man? What is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Continue to send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, my all-access interview with BYU football coach Bronco Mendenhall. Did he or did he not accept the BYU Sports Nation karma? And how long did he enjoy the UConn win before the biggest game ever against Texas? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, live on Friday from the BYU Store, broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, tonight, huge matchup. We've seen several of the players actually walk through here, which has been fun. Uh, women's volleyball ranked number 10 in the country against number 5 Washington. 9 Eastern time, live on BYU TV. I'm going to go ahead and Linton say this, the call. this is the only game that BYU women's volleyball will be the underdog. All year? Probably. Wow. Until, very until, good the, team. until the tournament. Hey, it's... Uh, it's, it's tough to get like really, really good matches in Provo, right? Who wants to come to Provo and play BYU? So this is one of those. If you're around town, check this out. It's going to be a great environment. If not, watch Spencer on the call. Brand new video boards as well in the Smithfield house. I'm pumped for that. It's going to be distracting. I've seen it before because we did, we did a, uh, the blue and white game there, so I, I, 
I've gotten a little bit used to it. But the you're players right. like glancing up, like, man, my highlight oh, was awesome. Oh, they they've been awesome. practicing there to try and acclimate them a little bit. So we'll we'll see how that pans out. It would affect Washington more than it would affect BYU, I would think, because it's just how it is. Like, man, I got stuffed again. Yeah. That's what they'll say. Our bold predictions for BYU and Texas, Jerem. What's your bold prediction, man? I still need to think about it. Okay. I told you the mind dealt with defense and how many points we give up. If you remember how many points Harvey Una said BYU would give up, that is right on par so four, with my... So 14-ish? No. I'm trying to make the people think about it, Jerem. Well, if they remember, then they know. Well, then so. let them remember it without spoiling it. Bold prediction. Uh, BYU kicks the ball out of the end zone multiple times on a kickoff. How about it? I think that would be awesome. On, on, on that note, BYU opened up the kicking situation among a couple guys, uh, like, like a retryout. Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall told me about that yesterday. He said the competition brings out the best in everyone. That's just one part of our all-access interview with the head football coach, Bronco Mendenhall. All access with BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall. Coach, successful start to the season. Maybe that's an understatement. You, you break some trends uh, going back east. You score 35 points, and you come away with a decisive 25-point win. But now you get to focus on Texas. So how long were you actually able to enjoy that Connecticut win? Uh, I, I would say from the time we left the stadium till we got to the airplane. That's, <laughs> so maybe that's an hour and a half, two hours worth, and then... The staff is considering, or what they're doing is they're working on uh, grading the game film, and then I'm already, already working on the next opponent. That fast? That fast. You have a number of guys going home this week back to Texas, T. John Caroma and uh, Harvey Jackson, Jordan Leslie, just to, to name a few off the top of my head. What does a game like this mean to those players? Oh, those ones are special um, if and when that you play well. So it's... It's special to them in the week of preparation. It's special to them talking to the folks back home. It's, home it's, talk, it's fun for them to think about who's coming, managing the tickets, doing all that, who might be at the fireside or seeing them at the hotel. But really what caps the week is if you play well and, and you have success. A lot of people are talking about this is like an audition game, uh, a de facto, hey, we should be in the Big 12 game. Do you view it at all like that? I, all I do is acknowledge that that's real, and then we go right back to playing the game. Yeah, there's broader implications in this unique time in college football. It does not mean that we'll be in, out, or indifferent based on the outcome. Uh, it'll just give some people something to talk about, and the perception of our program will be reflected at least for a week by the outcome of this game. Certainly there have uh, been a lot of people that have, have talked about your success against Texas and Oklahoma. I believe 5-1 and one all-time against the two powers of, of the Big 12. What is it about BYU that you've been able to find such success against those uh, programs? I don't know. Um, I think sometimes players really like a chance to, to step up and measure themselves and get a great opportunity, an opportunity they don't get very often. And so possibly... Um, the Texas and Oklahomas of the world, just it's the next BYU playing them, where maybe the players at BYU or, or other schools say, man, this is a great opportunity, and, and maybe they bring a little bit more. Given everything that is riding on this game, I know you've had some big games in Independence, at Notre Dame, Oregon State at home, Texas certainly last year was a big game. Is this the biggest game that BYU has played in its independent state? Hmm, I don't think so. Uh, I might look back 10 years from now and say differently. I'm not ever sure at the time if you can identify that. It doesn't feel like that. It's tough to pinpoint it. Yeah. um, Who knows? Uh, Right now, it's just game number two. 
um, of a team and a, and a coach in a season that we're trying to make really special. How do you keep your players fully focused when there's been so much media fallout? I learned last night that two of more of their offensive linemen are going to be out for the game. They already lost David Ash, their quarterback, and their starting center, Dominic Espinoza, and a safety's out and a receiver. How do you keep your guys focused on that? Look, we're playing Texas. Really the same way that we did before. We went to UConn without five of our key players. And it's just college football. Young people make choices. People make choices. The program is bigger than any one player, any one coach. And you just take the existing players you have, prepare them the best way that you can. Division one players are good, whether they're first team or second team, and then you go play the game. And so we've experienced the Texas side of it a week ago, and now we're experiencing a different side of it. Um, there isn't much difference. I talked to Michael Olisi yesterday at length, and he said that the team is, from his perspective in the locker room, calm and, mm-hmm. and confident and, and loose. But he said, I don't, try, I don't want you to take that as we feel like we're just going to go in there and it's going to be a cakewalk. He said it's, it's a business trip. Is this a unique mentality that any of your teams has ever had? You know, I, I've seen similar teams and similar approaches. It's just fun when, when you can see a team that is confident and calm at the same time and knows um, when it's work time and when it's time to just enjoy the camaraderie of their teammates um, but holding themselves in a way that they believe the outcome will be positive. BYU is now a marquee game on the home schedule for Texas. Maybe the marquee game, given what happened last year. What does it mean to you to hear that, that everyone in Texas has BYU circled on the calendar? Oh, it's great. Um, it's great um, because it really reflects inclusion. And so regardless of what the world is saying about um, Power 5, Group of 5, the different names and and tags that are going with it. Um, the teams that play us, I think, recognize that um, that we're capable, we're a good football program, and uh, and they better be ready to play when um, they schedule BYU, and that's a positive thing for our program. Also, you get some some key players back this week. Uh, Jamal Williams, notably Devon Blackman. You get your starting cornerbacks back if you, if you want them. Jordan Johnson, I know, is behind Michael Davis right now in the depth chart, but uh, throwing Roberts and Daniel, and the list kind of kind of goes on. Sh- should Texas be worried about the fact that you have this much depth coming in there? Oh, I, I'm not sure whether you know they'll be more worried or all of a sudden say, "Man, we better change our plan." Really, what happens is we have more players, more depth. Um, and for the type of game that we play and the type of and the number of plays that we play, we have more capable players to play more plays, which is um, that's a positive thing for our program. Whether it changes anything for them, uh, I think they acknowledge it and just go right back to their plan. How was the conditioning of your team on film as you reviewed tape against UConn last week? Uh, I, I liked it. Um, in relation to our first game a year ago, I liked it a lot. Um, I saw a little bit of fall off at receiver as the game went on, so one more receiver to have rotated through would have been helpful. Um, really, um, special teams, I didn't see it take a toll defensively or really offensively other than possibly the receiver spot um, toward the end, and so, uh, so far, so good. Can you give us an update on the uh, kicking game in terms of kickoff players and, mm. and field goal units? So we actually um, it have practiced and charted that the entire week, and so... Uh, competition brings out the best in people, and so we have a, a lively contest. We'll be traveling more kickers than we did a week mm. ago. Um, not ready as of today to yet name a starter. We're going to do a little bit more analysis and and then even check demeanor on the trip and just see then maybe on uh, at pregame we'll say, okay, you're going to be the one. 
So if someone gives you a candy bar or whatever, mm. does that does that help them? You know, I've all? been known to be able to be influenced by <laughs> snacks, but um, that doesn't mean all of a sudden we're friends. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> all access with Bronco Mendenhall, BYU football head coach. Interesting that one of your top concerns coming out of fall camp, Jerem, was the kicking game. We Number don't know who the guy is going to be. Trevor Sampson had one opportunity last week. A field goal that he missed, a chip shot, I'm a, really. I'm okay with missing a field the, the You'll catch up. You'll be fine. It's the first field goal. But it's they, the kickoffs. Listen, BYU's going to score points, so those ensuing kickoffs need to be into the end zone, and none of them were close. And so that's something that BYU needs to address. And you asked him about it, <clears throat> and he mentioned, hey, maybe in the pregame we'll decide that. Corey Edwards is kind of the guy that is penciled in to probably be the new kind of kickoff guy. Maybe the... Yeah, he Place was initially. Well. Like, he was, I think, a while back. Yeah. supposed to be that guy. So we'll see that tomorrow. I, I mean, kicking game is never like the story, but that's a little thing that could help BYU in this game eliminate possible big returns on kickoffs, especially if BYU scoring points. You know what's amazing about that? BYU is a two-point favorite. If they're a two-point favorite and this comes down to that game, You're ta- then okay, field goals play into that. You need to get into the red zone and score touchdowns, and if not, make field goals. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Jerem says three kickoffs. Is that how many you said? Into the end zone? I'll pick a real one, not kickoffs. (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. We wrap things up after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars head to Texas, Austin, The weekend of weekends in September for BYU Athletics as a whole. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in the BYU store, a two-hour edition on Friday, September 5th. After Further Review is a brand-new show on BYU TV that airs every Tuesday. Check it out if you didn't last week. It's on the DVR, byutv.org slash DVR, video on demand. Tuesday, 8 Eastern. Dave McCann, Blaine Fallon, the guys recap Texas, preview Houston. Digital telestration, high-end stuff, looks really nice. Time to pay off your tweets. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Texas? Thank you for that cat sound, Jerem. <laughs> That's what a uh, guitar ends up sounding like sometimes. <laughs> at Big D Dan 11, BYU defense forces three turnovers. In a 27-17 win over Texas. That would be good. I think the turnover battle will be a, a theme of this game for sure. And BYU did a tremendous job out of the gates against UConn. Part of the reason everyone's jazzed about the way that game was played was because BYU's defense was good as well. Everyone focused turnovers. on the offense. Two turnovers on the first two drives, including the first defensive play, Jeremiah Lueta Doyer, a tremendous play there. Then BYU only allows one touchdown in five red zone trips against Connecticut. That was so great the, defense. The defense was there. I ha- the issue I have with this is I don't, I don't know if Texas is going to throw the ball more than 12 or 15 times all game. You wonder, because Tyrone swoops. Everyone familiar with David Ash was a good player in 2012. BYU knocked him out of the game in 2013. He's been affected since. Got a concussion against North Texas, yeah. and now he's out. Tyrone swoops. This dude is massive. 6'4", 245. 245. He is huge, but he's crazy mobile. 2A. Really good player, recruited by everyone you can name, big time. But his team didn't win very much. We talked to Roger Wallace, the radio analyst, yesterday. He said they're not exactly sure what That's they're going to get they, from they him. They called him the Enigma. Chip Brown yes. said he's an Enigma. We just don't know until he gets on the field. And Roger, he Wallace, could be really good. Roger Wallace also did say he has the unfortunate circumstances 
of being compared to Vince Young. Physical, physical You're never going to be Vince Young African again. African American, bigger dude, fast. Like that's so people think that's unfair to compare him to Vince Young. I like this next tweet at Jeff underscore Bame. Fua catches the big one. Hashtag <laughs> let Fua fish. Hashtag three sacks. Alani Fua last week, right next to the official, cast the reel and reels it in. Flag. Right next to the ref. Just You can do it. Just don't do it right in front of yeah, the official. Just wait a minute. Here's the thing. If I'm one of those guys, though, and I make a play, I know the camera's on me. So I'm like, yeah, baby, fishing. Like, you got to do it in that moment, but you don't want a penalty. At Todd Brunner 2, BYUSN Miami with my wife watching the Cougars destroy their opponent would be legendary. Okay, here's the only issue with that tweet. I think you need to put Miami, Miami next BYUSN to BYUSN together. to qualify. Yes, so Todd, send it again. Send the tweet again. Hashtag BYUSN Miami. One word. One word. One word. We have a contest that we have just announced. Take your fandom to South Beach. Very cool. All you need to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and send any tweet using the hashtag BYUSN Miami and you are entered in the contest to go watch BYU play in the Miami Beach Bowl in December, pre-Christmas. That's who, awesome. Who doesn't want to go to South Beach and enjoy a little Florida weather right before oh, Christmas? That'll be great. Your merry early Christmas. That'll be awesome. Uh, we got a great one from At Laser Sheep. He's here. BYU by three. Six sacks for the Cougar defense. Bronco does a happy dance. A la the Boise wow. State game uh, in 2012. Wow. Okay, he's giving us the nod of stand. approval. Yeah. He's like, yep, yep. Six he's sacks would be by awesome. <laughs> that means they got to throw six times. Keep sending your bold predictions in for BYU at Texas. Get involved in our contests using the hashtag BYUSNMiami and follow at BYU Sports Nation if you want to enter for a chance to go watch the Cougars in the Miami Beach Bowl. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around. We put the finishing touches on this two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. What if you could see your kids get home safely without actually being there? Or turn your lights on from somewhere else? Welcome to Xfinity Home from Comcast, the total home security and home control solution combining professional monitoring with online and mobile tools, plus text and email alerts, remote alarm and light controls, and remote video monitoring. This is home security reimagined. Xfinity Home from Comcast. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash home. I have people ask me, Ned, do you feel sleazy about representing people who have been injured in accidents? My quick response is, no, I don't feel the least bit sleazy or immoral. I feel lucky to help those people. It makes me feel good inside helping people that have had something bad happen to them through no fault of their own. A lot of people say, oh, I wanted to be a football star or whatever, a rock star. You wanted to be a hardcore criminal. It was crazy, and I got to share my story, so thank you. Lots of journeys and lots of places we never thought we'd be, but great things were learned in each place, and you're here. We're here. Saturday at 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Mountain on BYU TV. What really went on during the flashes of brilliance? You want to relive it again and again from every angle. It's going on.
BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in the BYU store. Live to our edition on Friday, September 5th. You know what time it is, brother? Whoops. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The Cougars are in Austin taking off on a plane. As we speak, they're in the air, actually, to take on Texas tomorrow. Tune in to Countdown to Kickoff, 6.30 Eastern Time and the BYU TV Sports Post game to get all the headlines and interviews surrounding the game. Celebrate a win Men's with Men's basketball. BYU announcing their two exhibition games for the upcoming season. The Cougars will play host to Colorado School of Mines on November 1st and Seattle Pacific on November 8th. Can you name those mascots? Nope. Okay. Soccer. Tonight marks the start of the Deseret First Duel with three points on the line as the women's soccer team plays that team up north at 7 Eastern time on the Pac-12 Network. Fighting Pac-12s. Men's volleyball. Or women's volleyball. The Cougars return to the Smith Fieldhouse this weekend to host the BYU Invitational. The number 10 ranked BYU team hosts number 5 Washington top 10 matchup live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Tomorrow the Cougars will face UMBC at 2 Eastern on BYU TV and finish off the night against Utah Valley. By the way, BYU hasn't lost a match at home in two years. Cross country. Impressive. The men and women's cross-country teams begin their season today at the Utah Open. The meet features Utah and Idaho. It's 5 Eastern time at Murray City Park in Salt Lake. Good luck. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. It goes to the old ball coach, Tommy Hudspeth. He was on campus yesterday, led BYU football. Who is Tommy Hudspeth, you ask? He is their first football coach that led BYU to a conference championship in 1965. He's also the man who hired... Lavelle Edwards. That is right. Awesome. Rise and shout. Nice job, Tommy Hudspeth. Yeah. What a show. It's been a lot of fun here. We appreciate everyone that showed up here. Give yourselves a hand. Woo! Awesome. And BYU Sports Nation, of course, always around the globe, around the country, weighing in on what's going on. I think BYU fans and your son, Jax, has now wandered up Hi. onto the set here. Hi, Jax. <laughs> Got to get the kid on the yeah, show, Jax right? Yeah, Jax is here. Awesome. What's up, Jax? Hi. You made it up here. <laughs> Our show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com, BYUTV.org slash DVR. Jerem, I need your bold prediction before we get off the air. BYU holds Texas to sub 100 yards passing. Wow. Passing. 100 yards because passing? Because Texas will run the ball quite a bit. I don't know how many they get, but I think BYU can stop the run. I'm so telling you, I'm really confident in BYU's ability right now. If they now. go 100 less in passing, then I feel pretty confident that about my bold prediction. Of them not scoring more than 14 points. There 14 points. There it is. Awesome. I will say it again tomorrow on Countdown to Kick Up. Jax, what show is this? Is this BYU, is this BYU Sports Nation? Yeah. Can you say BYU Sports Nation? Awesome. Very good. Volleyball, 9 Eastern. Don't miss it. Don't miss the game. We're back to work in Radio Vision on Monday. Woo!